welcome everyone this morning, and especially if you're our guest today, we're so happy to have you with us today. And those of you that are joining us online this morning, we welcome you wherever you may be watching from. John chapter 4, and I'm going to read several verses here at the beginning, but John chapter 4, we will begin reading with verse number 1. John 4, verse 1. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. I, I, I love the way verse 6 says it. He was, Jesus was tired, so he, he, he sat at the well. It, 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 it makes it sound like, you know, he was tired, so he just so happened. Just kind of, all of a sudden, he's tired, so he decides to sit down at this well. The reason I think that's so amazing is because I think God is consistently working in our lives in ways that we don't even realize it because it just seems to be a part of the routine. But it said he needed to go through Samaria. So this was no coincidence that he was weary and decided to rest. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. That's another important, it's in parentheses, but that's another important part. Because I, I think he sent them away because... If they'd have been there, it would have messed some things up that he was trying to do. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him... And he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? And Jesus answered and said unto her, Whoever drinketh of this water, will thirst again. Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. I have a I have a one word title for you this morning and that word is sustainable. Sustainable. Lord Jesus, thank you for the privilege of being in your presence today. Thank you for the opportunity to join together and worship you, to lift up your name, the name that is above every name. What a 
privilege and a blessing to be able to know you, to be able to have this opportunity today. Thank you for your spirit in this place today that's already working and moving in our lives. And I pray now, Lord, that through your word you would minister to us today, that you would you would give someone ears to hear this morning what you would say, what you would want to say to them, that Lord, that this wouldn't just be a sermon for everyone here, but that individuals would be able to hear and receive what it is you're saying to them personally and what you want to do in their lives individually, Lord. I trust you this morning. I depend upon you again today, Father, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I realize that probably just about every person in this room knows at least the general idea of what the word sustainable means, but according to Webster's Dictionary, sustainable is capable of being sustained. Sustained means maintained at length without interruption or weakening. Sustainable also means of relating to or being a method of harvesting or using a resource so that the resource is not depleted are permanently damaged. It is of or relating to a lifestyle involving the use, the use of sustainable methods. It seems to me as though in these last several years, especially the word sustainable has become more and more used in our world. And one of those places we hear it used has to do with, with it, the area of energy. Sustainable energy is derived from resources that can maintain current operations without jeopardizing the energy needs or climate of future generations. The most popular sources of sustainable energy include wind, solar, and hydropower. Sustainable, something that, something that will last. Something that you don't have to worry about, it's going gonna, it's gonna to run out. See, there's so much in life that we rely on and depend on that is not sustainable. Jesus comes to this well and has this interaction with this woman. And, and, and there's so many different things about this passage that are important and we can glean things from. But, but he, he, he comes to her and kind of the first thing she responds and says, you... You're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan, what, what are you doing dealing with me? That's not, that's not the norm. And, and it's kind of interesting because at least according to the verses, Jesus doesn't even, doesn't even acknowledge that. He doesn't even, doesn't even defend, he doesn't explain, he just kind of brushes right over it. And he says, he says, uh, you know, I, I, give me to drink. He realizes she's coming to draw water and give me to drink. And, 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 and her response is that, you know, we, we don't interact. Why are you asking me? And I find it extremely intriguing that in the very next verse, now, now get this, he, she comes up to draw water from a well he says, give me something to drink. I think it's safe to say everybody's there, which is Jesus and this woman, but everybody there is thinking about water. Talking about water, right? Here's a well. 
She's come to draw water. I'm thirsty. And, and, and she gives her response. And then, and then it's like he takes this crazy turn. I mean, what, what kind of response is this? If you knew the gift of God and who it is that's talking to you, asking you to give him a drink, you, you actually would have asked of him and he would have given you living water. What? How did we go from water in a well, Jews, Samaritans, to the gift of God and, 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 and living water? I think one reason is this. We have a tendency in life to focus on solving the symptoms. In fact, we, we've got, we have, there are billions of dollars spent every year to deal with symptoms. Uh, you don't have to, I mean, I, you don't have to admit this if you don't want to, but I, 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 there's probably more than might be willing to. Anybody got some Advil in your purse? Yeah, there's a few hands. Yeah. Yeah. How many of you got some Advil or ibuprofen, something at home? How many of you make sure? If you're midlife and older, you probably make sure. You open that bottle up, you look at this down, getting down to the bottom. We, we got to make sure we can't run out of this. I, my elbow's been bothering me for weeks now, so I just started. Uh, I started yesterday and then didn't, fin- didn't keep going, but I started again last night and this morning. I'm on an Advil regimen. <laughs> the bottle's a little low, too, by the way. <laughs> We 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 go just 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 watch TV, watch a watch a uh, uh, watch something on TV, and chances are the, there, there's going to be several commercials that's going to be about medicine, medicine that will help your symptoms, but basically none that will fix the problem. How many of you have had the doctor have to adjust your medication for blood pressure or something else? They had to, they had to change it around to get you on the right dosage. It wasn't fixing the problem. And we live in a world that has become experts at dealing with the symptoms, but never getting to the root of the problem. I've come to tell you today, there is a, whatever the root issue is in your life. You know, it said, well, I got an issue with anger. No, you don't. Anger is not an issue. Or let, let me, it, you may do things that are an issue with your anger, but, but let, let me rephrase that. Anger is not the root of your problem. Anger is simply a symptom of your problem. If you get the root of the problem dealt with, you won't have to worry about the anger. But if all you do is try to spend your time controlling your temper, it's a never-ending process. So Jesus says, give me something to drink. And she says, you know, we, we shouldn't be having this encounter. And then all of a sudden, he just changes on her. And he says, first of all, if you knew who was talking to you. 
You know, it's kind of, this is really unrelated, but it just it just popped into mind. It's kind of amazing. It seems like we've gotten to this point in Christianity, especially with, you know, well-known preachers and et cetera, that they want to make sure you know who they are. Jesus, God manifested in the flesh, says to this woman, if you only knew. See if it was if it was some people that he he would have responded, you don't don't you realize who's talking to you? Do you know who I? He did, he just kind of brushed over. If you only knew. But but then he says, if you knew who was talking to you, you'd know that he could give you some living water. She's still not getting it because then she responds and she says, "You don't have anything to draw water with." You're asking me for a drink. Now you're telling me about living water and not thirsting again, but yet you have nothing to draw water from with. Because that's that's what we 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 he presents us with a solution and then we want to put it into our our natural mindset. He said you drink this water and you will thirst again. Proverbs 27 and verse 20 says this, Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. The New Living Translation says it this way, Just as death and destruction are never satisfied, so human desire is never satisfied. The Living Bible says it this way, Ambition and death are alike in this. Neither is ever satisfied. Things in life are basically never enough if that's the well you're drinking from. If your source of supply is within the natural realm, it's never enough. Why do you think why do you think the shoe industry the tennis shoe industry is constantly designing new shoes because they know there's people out there that if new ones come out theirs aren't enough There's some people in this room you probably wear your shoes till they wear out Well, that's one of the best responses I've gotten all day. I mean, I'm sure most of the ladies wear your shoes. <laughs> Man, there's there's there, there, there's some there's some new Jordans. There's some new this. There's some new that. They know that there's going to be people that have perfectly good shoes. But because there's more, there's never enough. I mean, uh, what what are we at now? NBA, what's it called? 2K, not, not, is it still? 
two so two K twenty three. I mean, NB when did NBA fifteen or whatever? I don't know. Remember years ago when we first time we got a a, a, a gaming system. It was a, I think it was a PlayStation, and uh, and 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 uh, we were my my son Timothy and I, who was like I don't know six or seven at the time, pretty young. We're playing it. And my wife comes in and we were playing some sports game and she was blown away at the at the commentators on that i mean you if you're in another room and somebody's playing a a sports video game today you 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 wouldn't know unless you know they're playing you'd think they were there was a live game but we they don't stop there's going to be a new FIFA next year. There's going to be a new Madden. Is it still Madden or am I out of date? I don't know. I don't get any. Uh, 2K. Is good. I mean, it's be, why? Because there's a bunch of people that if there's another one, there's going to be new gaming systems. Why? Because if there's another one, there's people that it's never enough. And as long as your source of satisfaction and fulfillment is what you can see with your eye and touch with your hands, it will never be enough because there is something inside of us. The way God created us is to always want more. The problem is what you are pursuing more of. Because if your pursuit is of natural, temporal things, you will never be satisfied. I can remember the first time, I don't remember the exact year, but I remember the first time that a professional athlete signed for a million dollars. Everybody was went crazy. A million dollars. And now... Athletes make what they they if they spent money every day all day long they couldn't spend all that they're making and want more because it's never enough because if you drink from this well you will thirst again but I've got something to give you that's sustainable this this well is not sustainable it's only going to last so long and you're going to need more you're going to want more but I've got something that is sustainable that's never going to run out it's never going to run dry the wise man Solomon says in Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse number 1 Solomon considered one of the wisest if not the wisest man that ever lived but also one of the wealthiest that ever lived in Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse 1 he says I said in my heart go to now I will prove thee with myrrh therefore enjoy pleasure and behold this also is vanity I said of laughter it is mad and of myrrh what doeth it I sought in mine heart to give myself unto to wine, yet acquainting mine heart with wisdom and to lay hold on folly till I might see what was that good for the sons of men which they should do under the heaven all the days of their life. 
I made me great works. I builded me houses. I planted me vineyards. I made me gardens and orchards. And I planted trees in them of all kinds of fruits. I made me pools of water to water there with the wood that bringeth forth trees. I got me servants and maidens and had servants born in my house. And also I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me all silver and gold and the peculiar treasure of kings and of the provinces. I got me men singers and women singers and the delights of the sons of men as musical instruments and that of all sorts. So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. And whatsoever my eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy. For my heart rejoiced in all my labor and this was my portion of all my labor. Solomon had the resources to get to do whatever he wanted. He said, whatever I wanted, it it, it wasn't withheld from me. I got it. I did it. Anybody here that can say that today? You have the financial resources to get or do whatever, no problems, no issues. Didn't didn't think so. If there is, I'd like to get to know you a little bit better. (laughs) Then I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought and on the labor that I had labored to do and behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit and there was no profit under the sun. The word vanity basically just means emptiness. I got all of this, I did all of this and yet after I achieved, after I accumulated it all, it was just empty and vexation of spirit. I, I think perhaps what he means by vexation of spirit is when I got all of these things I thought were going to satisfy me and, and make me happy and, and I found out they were empty, they now become this source of contention for me. Because I'm still empty even though I've got all of this. I found this interesting as I was reading these verses. In those, in those verses, verse number 1 through verse 11, the word I is found 20 times. 20 times in 11 verses you find the word I. I did this. I got this. I, I, I. Do you know one of the most miserable ways to live is when you live for I. When the focus of your life is what you can do and get for you, you will be very miserable. He said, after all of that, I realized it was, it was emptiness. In Luke chapter 12, verse number 16, the Bible says, Jesus spake a parable unto them, saying, The, certain, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? I, I can think of a couple of answers to that. Nothing else. Sell them. He says, what what am I going to do with all that I have? And he said, ah, this will I do. 
I will pull down my barns and build greater And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said, That is not sustainable. That's that's not sustainable. You fool, this night will your soul be required of you. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. How can I get more? How can I make room for more? I I don't, some of you older folks than me, I don't remember self-storage places being a thing all my life. Were they? I mean, maybe there was some in, when I was a kid. Maybe. Anybody, anybody from the 70s remembers self, what, what's some of the names? Help me out. What are the, uh, what's some of the ones you use? <laughs> Storage USA and, and uh, man, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Which I thought it was crazy when they had a McDonald's on each side of Ritchie Highway. As, as the old saying is, they've now got two storage places on 50 within a stone's throw of each other. Because we got more stuff now than we've ever known, than than we've ever had, and we're more miserable now than we've ever been. We can't just give it away. We got to store it. He said, "I got stuff, and 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 I've got more stuff than that's coming. So what am I going to do? I'm going to build bigger barns." Because maybe at some point I'll have enough that I'll finally be satisfied. You will never reach that point. Because there is something in our human nature that enough is never enough. You're always going to want more. You're always going to want better. You're always going to want newer. I mean... How amazing we thought it was when we could carry a phone around and make calls from a phone that was not connected to a line. And now, it's not good enough. We're now at iPhone 14, right? We're at 14. I, I, I can sort of remember when I got the first, my first iPhone. I thought it was absolutely amazing. Some of you, God bless you, you're content to have an old iPhone. Few people hanging around. I won't call any names today unless something's changed. Few people that are still, they're still good enough with flip phones. The others of us, the second, the new model is out. May not even be any substantial changes to it. 
The shape may not really change much, might not have a lot of difference on the cameras, but there's a newer model, and I don't have it. Because enough is never enough. If you're drinking from the natural well, you're going to thirst again. But I've come to tell you today, there is a source that is sustainable that will never run out because when we go back to John chapter 4, the last verse I read to you from John 4 was verse 13. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Your source of contentment and satisfaction is not something external that you can buy, that you can touch, that you can feel. The only way to find true happiness and true peace and true joy is you need that well of living water on the inside of you. Be in them, source, springing up into everlasting life. It's it's sustainable. You don't ever have to worry about it running out. You don't ever have to worry worry about the source running dry. You don't ever have to worry about maxing out its fulfillment and its its contentment. It's just, I mean, it's not that you become satisfied in the sense that you don't want anymore. Because human nature is we always want more. But what's amazing about God is when I want more of Him and I pursue more of Him, it's it's not the same kind of dissatisfaction that I have with shoes or cars or houses or whatever else. It's not like that. The dissatisfaction that comes with regards to Him is, wow, if this is this good and there's more of Him, there's more to know, there's more to learn, there's more to understand, and then I want more. Never. Anybody got anything? Of course, money would be probably the first thing to pop in most of our minds. But anything in you, you, you right now or in the past, you, you've worried about, is this sustainable? Is this going to last? Problem is, there's, there's a lot of things in life that based on emotions and feelings they seem like they're going to be sustainable. But then we also grow to be wise enough to know there's some feelings and emotions that don't last all the time. This past Monday, my wife and I celebrated our 31st uh, wedding anniversary, and, 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 and we, we, we were high school sweethearts. Started going together. I don't know what y'all call it now. We started going together in high school. Isn't it weird terms we use? What's that mean? Going together. (laughs) I can still, believe it or not, I can still remember some of those feelings and 
emotion. Whew. Man, we went to Antioch Christian School together. And, oh, man, I could see her across the class. Ooh, man. We got, you know, the, the, those first couple years of marriage, we're just on cloud nine. You know what? In 31 years, I've learned. While I always feel the same about her, she don't always feel. (laughs) (laughs) Not every day. Because that, that's not sustainable. That's not sustainable. When you go through some of the hardships of life and some of the challenges of relationships, you, you, you don't have those same butterflies all the time. Sometimes you got knots. You don't always have that twinkle. Sometimes it's a scowl. We didn't celebrate, we haven't made 31 years and there's people in this room been married longer than we have. You didn't get there living off of an unsustainable feeling. There was some, there was some deeper things that helped you weather some of the storms. And, and, and you know, there, there's some good feelings that come with, with a relationship with God. There's some wonderful times, but it's not always like that. It's not always the emotion and the highs that we have, but it's there's something I know is sustainable because if I've got that source of living water inside of me, I know that no matter what comes or goes, everything's going to be all right because I'm not putting my trust in anything external but I'm putting it in that source of living water John chapter 6 verse number 35 the Bible says Jesus said unto them I am the bread of life he that cometh to me shall never hunger and he that believeth on me shall never thirst You're never going to be unsatisfied. There's always going to be the source of what you need. John 7 verse 38. This was the conclusion of a feast that they were participating in. And the Bible says in John 7 38, Jesus says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly, and that, that word belly there not, doesn't mean your, your stomach. It means your innermost beings, your innermost being. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, capital S, meaning the Holy Ghost, which they, had, which they believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. I've got something for you that will be in you. And notice he said, he didn't even just say a river. I mean, that's pretty amazing, a river. River is, is, is different than 
and some other bodies of water. There is this, this flowing, there is this supply that feeds it. He says there, the supply and the source is going to be in you. But he didn't just say it would be a river. He said it would be rivers of living water. And this is, this is the Spirit. This is His Spirit. That is sustainable. We, we live in a world that has scarce resources. We live in a world that, that there are some things that we are, we are getting more and more concerned about. Do we have enough of them? Will our, will our grandkids have enough of them? I, I can't explain it to you. But, but there is no finite source of this living water. In fact, God's grace and God's mercy, there's not a finite supply. Morning by morning, the the, the hymn says, morning by morning, new, new mercy. New mercy. Not, Not the supply of mercy that I got years ago that I'm rationing. New mercy. New mercy. Every day when the children of Israel were wandering in the wilderness, God set it up so that every day manna would rain down from heaven. And they were only allowed to get enough manna for that day. I, I don't know about you, but if I'm out in the middle of nowhere and, you know, there's no Walmart, there's no Target, there's no Safeway, and, and there's some food, I'm going to be getting a little bit more to make sure. I'm thankful for this today, but what about tomorrow? And so God made it so that if you gathered more than what you need for today, it would start stinking. You wouldn't want it. I think he was establishing a principle. He was trying to show us, you can trust me every day. I don't know, some of you may think this is weird, or you may think I'm weird for this, but what we are doing here this morning, what we are doing here today is one of my absolute favorite things in life to do. I love to come to church. I love to gather together with believers. I love to worship God. I, I love to hear the Word of God. I, I love this. It's one of my absolute favorite things. But I'm so glad to know that I don't have to leave here today and ration today until next Sunday morning so I can come back and get some more. I'm glad to know that when I get up tomorrow morning, what I have felt and experienced here today, I'm taking it with me. And any time that I need to tap into it, it is there. It's always going to be there. It's never going to run out. There's always going to be enough. In fact, really, there's always going to be more than enough. I wonder who it is today in this place, young or old, living discontent with life because you're trying to find fulfillment from a well of natural water. 
job, career, living for your dreams, your ambitions, and it's just never enough. But this is available any day. But what a great day, Pentecost Sunday. The day in which we celebrate in what was already read here this morning, Acts chapter 2, the day in which the Spirit of God was poured out on this earth. The day that God went from being God with us to being God in us. I don't want to be unkind or offensive to anybody today, and I don't have time to give you all the scriptures and verses for it. I'd be more than happy to talk to you about it more in depth if you need more. There's plenty of other people that can do the same. But, but there's no place in this Bible where it instructs us that what we need to do to be saved is to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. No place. And, and you could say, well, there's some things that are said that that's derived from, and the things that that's derived from are taken out of context to say that. But I've always found it very interesting, that statement. That you need to accept the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior. I, I don't know about you, but for me, the word accept is not the most warm, fuzziest feelings of words. I mean... <laughs> If I, if I would have, 32 years ago, I guess, if I, would have, if I would have went to my wife, my girlfriend at that time, and said, well, I would like to have a wife, I would like to get married, and I accept you. <laughs> I proposed on a water taxi in downtown Annapolis. I have no photos or videos to show you of that moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. <laughs> I got a feeling. If if I'd and and I didn't need, we were sitting there and I didn't I didn't even do the real deal and get down on my knee. I'm 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 sorry. We were just kind of puddling around in the creek there or whatever and I just said would you I, I have a feeling if I would have said something like I just said I, well I accept I got a feeling there would have been headlines in the Capitol. man drowns after being thrown off water taxi or vice versa if she would have said if I'd have said will you marry me and she said well I accept you're about the only option I have. I'm like, oh, hold on a minute. I kind of feel like that's how it can come across. Well, Lord, I accept you as my Savior. Really? I don't know about you, but I know me. I know my weaknesses. I know my struggles. I know my humanity. For me to just accept him, the fact that he's willing to accept me is what's really amazing. 
How do, you, how do you join the church, preacher? How do you join this church? Well, I'd be happy to shake your hand, but that won't do any good. John said you've got to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. And if you're not born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. Can I tell you today that, be, that being a born-again believer is not supposed to be just a segment of Christian? To me, that's what it seems like today. Well, I'm a Christian. Oh, are you a born-again believer? Oh, yeah. I, oh, awesome. No. Jesus said if you're going to see the kingdom, you've got to be born again. You've got to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. And that's why... The Apostle Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and there was people in that crowd that saw what was going on and they responded and said, hey, what about us? What do we do? And in essence, what he was saying was, if you want to get this source of living water inside of you, here's what you need to do. You need to repent of your sins and repentance is not just an apology. I'm sorry move on. Repentance is a change of mind. It's a change of heart. It's a change of direction. So you got to repent of your sins and then you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And then you need to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the only thing that I see the only thing that I can find as the consistent evidence of a person receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost is what they did on the day of Pentecost and they spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I don't know about you, but if a gift like that that's so important and so vital, I don't, I'd rather know than I'd rather have some evidence, not just, well, I think I got it. preach to some people this morning also that I believe you've, you've got that sustainable source of living water but you've allowed yourself to get a little bit distracted gotten kind of focused up, focused on some other things trying to fulfill because again when, when you get a little bit dissatisfied from this context the, the idea of that is it's not for you to respond and go, well, I guess this doesn't work either. The idea is to go, wait a minute. If I've reached a point that I'm not really satisfied anymore with what I have, that's because there's another level, there's another dimension that I can go to. I've said it already, and I've, I've experienced it several times in the last few weeks. Where in my morning time of prayer and reading my Bible, verses that I've read many times before, not complicated verses, not hard to understand, just simple verses, that all of a sudden, something brand new about that verse jumped out at me. Some new perspective, some new level of understanding. Never runs out, never runs dry. Would you stand, please? The only way for life to be sustainable, the only way for joy and happiness and peace to be sustainable, is you got to drink 
from the living water. You got to get the source that comes from your innermost being where there is access to a constant, continual flow. I want to ask you to do me a favor, if you would, for just a moment. If you would just bow your head and close your eyes. I, I want to give an invitation this morning, and let me just say quickly, if you're a guest today, the invitation that I want to give is, is not an invitation to come join this church. If you want to be a part of us, we would absolutely love to have you. If you're not a part of this church, that's... We would welcome you with open arms. But here's the bottom line. Whether you ever come back to this church again or not, whether you ever attend this church faithfully, regularly, whatever, I still would love for you if you don't have it to get the source of living water. So if you've never been filled with the Spirit of God and again the evidence of that that we see all throughout the book of Acts is speaking in other tongues. If you've never had that experience you can have it today. Say, that sounds weird preacher. That sounds strange. Well, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I've been born and raised in this church and my natural mind still says that after all these years and I do it every day. Maybe that's one of the reasons why God chose it because it would just never make sense. But that experience is available, and you can leave here today with that source of living water that Jesus told the woman at the well about, that, that rivers of living water out of your innermost being. You can, you can leave here with it today. And so in just a moment, if you've never experienced that, I'm going to invite you to step out of your seat and, and come down to this front and I know that may be a little bit awkward, but I think part of that's a, it just it just it's kind of a step of faith. But I also believe, as I said a few moments ago, I think there's some people in this place today that that you've let life and you've let some things going on in your life get you a little bit distracted, and you've been trying to find some satisfaction, some joy, some peace in some natural wells, if you would. That today. The Spirit of the Lord would like for you to see that living water that flows from your innermost being renewed, refreshed. So as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're willing to acknowledge either one of those, if you're willing to acknowledge your desire for that today, I invite you as heads are bowed and eyes are closed to, to step out of your seat and make your way down to the, to the front of this sanctuary. If you're you're one of the ones that you've never received the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, with that evidence, there are people here that are ready and willing. We'll, they'll join with you and pray for you and give you some instructions on what to do. Just another moment, if you don't mind, just head bowed, eyes closed. Just, just part of the reason for that is just to make it as comfortable as possible for those that might want to respond. If I could get some folks that would be willing to help, but those that have already come, join with them, pray with them. Father, really no day is more important than any other day. 
There's, there's no one day that has elevated another, but of all the days that we, we're here today celebrating is Pentecost Sunday. What an awesome day. What an awesome time to remember the most precious gift that's ever been given. The most wonderful opportunity that anyone could ever have to be filled with that source of living water. Never-ending supply. It's, it's able to sustain me through whatever comes my way in life. It's, it's able to sustain me through the ups and downs of life. The, the good times and the bad. The highs and the lows. Never-ending supply. Father, I pray today for those that have never received that, that by Your grace You would give them the faith to receive what it is You have for them today. Lord, I pray for those that have experienced and know that source of living water, but maybe there's some things in their lives that have gotten them off track, that it's gotten them distracted. I pray that You would you would renew and refresh them today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, trust you and believe you today, Lord. Thank you for that source that you make available to every one of us. Thank you that, that we don't have to earn it. We don't have to deserve it. We, we, we can't do enough to be worthy to receive, but you've provided everything we need to be able to freely receive. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we trust you today. We, we trust you, Lord, that you're, you're the same God uh, that as you spoke to the woman at the well that day, you may not be with us in the flesh anymore, but it's the same Spirit that we have access to today same supply, it's the same source. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let those rivers of living water flow in this place today. Let those that are dissatisfied with life, they're empty, they're searching for something more, fulfillment, purpose, let them drink of that living water today, Jesus. Let them drink of that living water today, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, as those that are praying continue to do so, if you need to go or you want to go, you're welcome to. Thank you again for being here today. And again, encourage you, invite you to come and be a part of our fellowship this evening. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, let faith replace every doubt. Let faith replace fear, Lord. In the name of Jesus, let there be the confidence and the assurance, God, that when we reach out to you, we won't be rejected. You won't turn us down. You won't disappoint us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
no other source but you, God. Nothing else can satisfy but you. Nothing else can fulfill us but you, Jesus. We may find some temporary fulfillment. We may find some momentary fulfillment from the things of this life, but the only sustainable fulfillment is when you are the source, Lord. When you are the source, that's the only thing that's going to last. That's the only thing that's going to last, Lord. Not only is it going to last, but there's always going to be a fresh supply. Never ending, never running out. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you for in the invitation to drink freely, Lord. Thank you for the invitation to drink freely from that living water. Thank you for giving us access. No matter where we come from, no matter what we've done, whatever mistakes we've made, whatever failures are in our past, you provided access. You've given access to every one of us to come and drink freely from that source of living water. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 